if you knew how the internet and social media was shaping your brain, would you continue to use it in the same way that you do? Once a technology is integrated into our lives, we rarely notice how it affects us. Seldom do we question the established technologies that we use. For example, have you ever thought about how the clock may be affecting your way of being? I was watching a YouTube video recently. It said that clocks make us more mechanical. Before the existence of timekeeping, we relied on our bodies and nature as a way to decide when to do something. Now clocks have taken that role. Now there are obvious benefits such as being able to coordinate your life and meetings and whatnot, but there are also non-obvious downsides such as falling out of the touch and the rhythm of nature. Now with this being said, it's important to clarify, I'm not saying you shouldn't use a clock or that you shouldn't use any sort of particular technologies, but rather bring to light how some of the mediums we use, and in particular in this uh, podcast, the internet and social media and how it shapes our brain. To do this, I want you to imagine that the clock has been rewinded to an alternative reality. You're casually chatting with a friend and they excitedly ask you, hey, are you on the internet? You respond with interest, no, what is that? Your friend replies enthusiastically, it's a place where you can access all sorts of information, connect and share with others. Here, check it out. With equal curiosity and enthusiasm, you proceed to connect to the internet following your friend's instructions. Once connected, up pops a disclaimer. It reads, thank you for getting to the internet. Before you get started, we are required by law to disclose the potential effects of use. Please click next to read how the internet may affect you. You click next and up opens a page. The different types of long-term effects of internet and social media use based on studies thus far. What is shown is as follows. Internet and social media use disclaimer. Whilst our intention is to create a space where you can learn, connect and share, it is important that you are aware of the potential outcomes of internet and social media use. Listed below are some of the outcomes to keep in mind when engaging with the internet and social media. Please note that studies on the internet and social media are still in their infancy, and because of this, the long-term effects and outcomes may change over time. At present, studies indicate the following effects for the internet and social media use. You may perform worse in various cognitive tasks, particularly for sustained focus. On average, our internet users spend around 19 seconds on each page. We believe this is the case because our recommended search engine, Google, has a primary goal of getting users in and out of each page as quickly as possible. The more pages you view and links you click, the more Google has the opportunity to provide you with the advertising and therefore increase its profits. The act of quickly going from page to page is what's commonly referred to as media multitasking. Studies have found that media multitasking can lead to a decrease in task switching abilities, increased susceptibility to distractions from relevant environmental stimuli, the development of attentional deficits specifically in earlier adolescents, but not in older teens, a reduction in engagement with academic and social activities and interferences with sleep, a reduction in creative thinking. Next point. 
you'll become better at knowing where to find information, but not remembering it. We believe that information should be free and accessible to everyone. Although, with this being said, you'll be less likely to remember information if you were able to access it at any point. You'll become better at finding the information you require, but will be less likely to be able to commit it to long-term memory. In addition, you may also become dependent on the internet when faced with unknown issues and believe you are more intelligent than what you think you are. To an extent, our users begin to feel as though the internet is an extension of them and all the information it holds. This does lead to disillusionment in our users' perceived intelligence. We want to also add that due to the high number of individuals using the internet, these outcomes may not to be obvious and appear normal. Next point. Your social success or failure we displayed publicly, which may increase anxiety. In the ordinary world, rejection or acceptance is largely ambiguous and open to interpretation. When it comes to our social media sites, we directly quantify your social success or failure through likes, follows, and friends. Given the rather addictive nature of this immediate feedback, social media companies may even purposely do this to increase engagement. Studies indicate that exposure to this rather addictive quantification of social success or failure can lead to low self-esteem in individuals and increase levels of anxiety, depression, and feelings of social isolation and exclusion. Next point, you'll experience increased exposure to upward social comparison which may lead to a greater prevalence of mental health problems. On our social media sites, everyone puts their best foot forward. It is a place for people to show off. Although, this does mean that individuals will compare themselves to others more due to a higher amount of social comparison that does not really exist in real life. This may lead to an increased prevalence of mental health problems, including poor body image and negative self-concept. Okay, it's back to me now. That was a disclaimer from the imaginary social media site giving us warnings about using social media and the internet, which, as you are probably aware, they don't do. So a disclaimer on that disclaimer. You know, whilst I have noted that the potential negative effects that you may experience from the internet and using social media, it is equally important to emphasize that there are a large number of benefits that come from engaging in these tools. And by tools, I mean the internet and social media. The aim shouldn't be to remove the internet or social media, but rather to create a healthier balance between ordinary life and I guess you could say internet life. So what does a healthy balance look like? Well, in my opinion, and personally grappling with social media use and phone use and all the things that come with it, a healthy balance has to include time without your phone and without the internet. It can look like leaving your phone outside of your room before bed engaging in 90-minute work sprints without your phone outside your room, um, which is in line with the old trading rhythm, which you can check out from Andrew Huberman. Scheduling in social media use once a day and not using it outside of that. Having the, the social media apps delete off your phone outside of that. It can look like going on contemplative walks without your phone. It can look like turning off all the notifications except the ones that you have to have, you know, the emergencies. All in all, remember to use your brain before you outsource it to someone or something else. Whilst technologies are there to improve 
the quality of, of our lives, or at least they should be, if we don't manage them, we may end up doing quite the opposite. I want to leave you with a quote by Nicholas Carr, the author of The Shallows, a book about internet use and its effects on us. The more distracted we become, the less able we are to experience the subtlest, more distinctive human forms of empathy, compassion, and other emotions. I'll leave you with that quote and to say that technology isn't just there to take from us, take time from us, and, and take away our energy and make us lazy and make us bad with memory, all these kind of things. Technology is there to assist us. So let it do that. Don't let technology run your life.